everybody. Welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. It is Sunday, uh, the 25th of October, which I actually remembered the date this week. Uh, and we are changing up some of the recording time. So apologies for everybody that normally would have expected us on a Monday. We've decided to move the podcast because it's easier for, I think, everybody to move it to Sunday. So you get a Sunday night stream with us instead of a Monday, Monday evening one. So hopefully that works out well for all of you folks here. Uh, but we have a good show for you tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Witches Festival and all of those fun things going on. And we've brought uh, one of our favorite friends from across the pond, Sarthis, with us tonight. Because Sarthis doesn't have to work, so he can stay up till four in Hooray! the morning or whatever ludicrous <laughs> time it is that we record at for you. How's it going tonight, Sarthis? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's awesome. uh, very nice to uh, not have to work. Yeah, I need a vacation i was thinking about that the other day i'm like i need just like a week off to not have to do anything uh but that's good we're glad you could join us for the first time in a little while and i can't remember when the last time we had you on the show what do you remember the topic uh no i don't no. remember the topic it was a, it was anymore. i think it was over a year ago so which is a shame it's, yeah quite some time yeah one yeah, of the older just... games maybe like battle spire or might have been legends i don't know I don't even remember. Yeah, I could. I'd have to go back and look through to see. I have it written down somewhere that Sarthus was on it, but I couldn't figure it out. Uh, that other voice or face that you saw talking there is Baratron. Baratron, how's it going? Not too bad. I just I, had a nice warm shower. Oh, that's always nice. So I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm sitting here, slightly regretting the fact that I had a nice warm shower and then had to jump out and put clothes on because I'm. You know, you know like <laughs> that, that like thing, wait, wait. clothes feeling, yeah. Yeah, that's that kind of, oh, I was nice and clean and now I'm sweating. But, you know, exactly. it does mean my hair looks even more ridiculous than usual. Ah, anyway. Great. You don't have to worry. I also like that. I feel like what are we got? We're on a streak of Baratron. I think it's been four weeks in a row. That you've yeah. Been doing. I like it. Yeah. It's consistent. Mm. It makes me feel like there's like nothing changing in the world around me. Like that we have one thing that we can look forward to that's not going to change constantly. I think everybody else is probably sick of me by now. No. They're like, oh, no, not her again. If they're sick of you, I don't want to know what they think about me now. Because <laughs> I've been <laughs> on a few more episodes than everybody else. Um, awesome. Well, why don't we pop over and start talking about the news while I hope that the video for the news works. Okay, so we've got a decent amount of news coming out this week. So, Baratron, why don't you get us started with what's going on in the world of the Elder Scrolls Online? There is a Witches Festival going on. Ooh. And it's live. It runs from now until Tuesday, November the 3rd at 10 a.m. EST, because apparently the uh, North America goes back on the... Their times go back on the November the 1st, apparently. Uh, 3 p.m. Yes. GMT. And we're going to talk about that later, because it's basically going to be the... Uh, the show topic yes yes we'll save a little bit of the um because otherwise if we talked about later. it now then then the news would be very festival some of our thoughts on it what's going on all those fun things so we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show but then yeah we've got a few other things going on that baratron can enlighten us to I can. Uh, the Tamriel Together Promote Your Guild competition has begun. Now, this is an official uh, ESO competition. The closing date is Friday the 6th of November at 11.59pm EST, or 
Saturday the 7th of November at 4.59am GMT. And the purpose of this is that guilds must create a recruitment-style poster or video that showcases the guild. Uh, video submissions must be no longer than two minutes, and they must be submitted to uh, uploaded on YouTube. Whereas the poster submissions must be in JPEG or PNG format and submitted through a form on the, web, on the uh, official ESO website. And apparently, the ESO development team will review entries based on their quality creativity and adherence to the theme of guild recruitment and select two grand and four runners-up prize winners and the idea of this is that there's going to be a grand prize winner and i think two runners-up in each category so so the video and the poster how many videos or posters that are parodies of uncle sam's we want you from like american recruitment do you think we're going to see i'm thinking it's just going to be an astronomical number of that parody (laughs) i have no idea how many of them are going to be any good how many of them even going to be what's also looking for because they've said that you can't they don't want screenshots included but you can use elements of screenshots and it's like okay that's interesting <laughs> yeah i'm very curious what they're going to do for that so yeah a little little curious about that now there is much excitement about this competition because the the two grand prize winners will get uh, a unique mount decorated with the winning guild's tabard colors and crest for each active guild member so People who are active within the guild, by which they define as logging in between now and the end of the contest, will get like a mount. It'll be like the Imperial War mount, and it will have you know the guild, unique the guild's tabard colours and crest, and that's kind of special. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, all six of the winning guilds will get a house furnishing war banner bearing the winning guild's tabard colours and crest for each active guild member. So you know, again, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I think the prizes the prizes are really cool. Like the fact that you kind of get your guild immortalized in the game. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least in some in, on some level. Um, Sorry, I got attacked by a Khajiit there. Ooh, oh, Khajiit! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now note that while uh, you know for legal reasons, uh, Zos are limited in terms of which countries may participate in the contest. That only applies to the person who actually submits the entry. Yes. So. Uh, all members of a guild will receive the prizes regardless of where in the world you live which is which is kind of nice don't want anyone to feel left out uh but only the guild corresponding to the platform and server of the winning entry will be eligible for prizes so you know like for example we have uesp guild on pcna and pceu if (laughs) if we were actually going to win which i doubt it but you know you know (laughs) if we won uh we wouldn't be able to give it to the, the the other the other guilds it would just be yeah. the platform sister guilds and affiliate the... guilds don't count it's only the yeah. one guild that supported winning entry or that submitted not supported are we entering i don't know that depends on whether anybody with um you know i have to talk to people like pylon and dro and see if people are available to actually put together a video because it's certainly not my area of expertise i think i think we will submit to... something i highly we, doubt we probably we'll will well, we're going to d- submit something one way or another, and there'll be a nice guild effort. But I at least PCNA. I don't know PCU. Sarthus is planning to do their own specific one. I uh, <clears throat> do not know if we're going to uh, do anything. The EU guild is sadly not as active as it could be. Well, that sounds like it's a challenge for Sarthus himself to 
take care of that. <laughs> what you, you know what would be great is if you had a recruitment video that you could use to recruit more active members. Yay! It's, it's just that by banning screenshots, it makes you wonder what they're actually looking for. Because they're you not, know, I don't think me, they're banning screenshots. They're well, sa- uh, Zeb in chat said like they're saying no plain plain screenshots. However, they you can use elements of a screenshot in your design. So I think they don't yeah. want people to send in a screenshot that says join our guild, join our guild, because that's very low effort. They want people to actually put some effort into it and say like, mm. take your screenshot, chop up pieces of it to build something like. There should be some uh, um, uh, creative process uh, involved in this uh, thing and not just, uh, hey, we have a screenshot, bam. Well, I don't have I don't have creativity, so it's not going to be me doing an entry. <laughs> the other I thing I was wondering about is whether, uh, you know, what happens if multiple people from the same guild submit an entry because they haven't talked to each other? What happens then? Which one do they count as the official entry? Well, that's a Stars. good question. Yeah. yeah, I haven't asked that. Because, you know, will they take into account the per- the the one the person who's highest rank in the guild? I mean, I I could totally see that happening. You know, people being super keen and, and submitting. I feel like I saw something about that that you have to like each guild had to like uh, register somebody or something along those lines, but I can't remember where I saw it. In the oh, official, okay. It's, it's in the official rules somewhere, but the official rules is like twelve pages. I don't feel like going on. It is pretty long. Yeah. Yes. Have to have a look, because that was a thing that was concerning me slightly. Um. Anyway, yeah. that's that's that is the Tamriel together contest, and we've got uh, uh, not quite two weeks to consider yeah, that. Not a lot of time. It keep we've had a lot of time, but it keeps creeping up on us. Oh, it's just been so busy. Yeah, the inevitable flow of time is inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also so they did the initial six PvP tests as we move on from the Tamriel Together contest, uh, but they've added two more. Uh, Baratron, do you want to go over what they've actually added there? Because I haven't had a chance to read over those specifically, so I'd be just reading off the notes. Sure. Um, so they basically said that the uh, the PvP tests they've done so far haven't really helped very much because um, the, the purpose of this is to improve the game's performance in Cyrodiil. Because as we, as we pretty much all know, Cyrodiil is laggy. So the goal of these two additional tests is to see how a combination of changes affects the game's performance in Cyrodiil. Now, the current test finishes tomorrow, which is uh, October the 26th, and it's already quite a lot. It's a shared global AoE cooldown with a three-second timer. Group size is limited to 12 in Cyrodiil, and ally-targeted abilities only apply to group members. And then the next test, which starts uh, tomorrow and runs until November the 2nd, has all of those things, but also the global ramping cost per successive AoE cast. So the cost goes up, you know, the, you, do, you do an AoE, it's the normal cost, you, you do a second one and it's 50% more of stamina or magicka. You do another one, it's 100% more. Do another one, it's 150 and uh, also, if that wasn't enough, there's a regen decrease per successive AoE cast. 33%, 63%, 99%. I don't know if it goes above 150% or 99% because those were just the examples they gave. Now, 
The current plan is to disable all of the tests and the double AP that you get for playing in Cyrodiil as a reward once update 28 launches for PC on November the 2nd. But from my perspective, uh, the main effects of the tests have been just to discourage regular PvP players from playing because the queues are so long. Uh, both my NA and my EU PvP guilds have basically given up on events until until the end of it. So I'm not sure what uh, what kind of data they're going to get, unfortunately. But we'll have to see. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck yeah. to everybody who's playing at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people have a lot of people have been sort of running in Cyrodiil going, yes, I can get to Grand Overlord with double AP. Maybe. I thought the double AP didn't give you help you push to that. I think it was just something didn't apply to something. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it's just Emperor. It doesn't apply to Emperor. Maybe it's just Emperor. It does apply to your rank. Okay. So that's good at least, but yeah. I have a cat just decided to sit below me the entire night, which never happens. So I'm just like, oh, great. I can't move my feet right now. Uh, what, you've got a foot warmer? What's that? As well as your slippers. You have your slippers and then you have your foot warmer. A mammal. Have, it's true. I've got a lot <laughs> of things going on under the desk today. Yes, anybody who's here for the pre-stream, they got to see my beloved slippers, which are the not, not fashionable in the slightest, but they're so <laughs> comfy and warm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and in the Crown Store, as the with the Witches Festival, there's a ton of offers related to the Witches Festival going on. They've got the exercised Coven Cottage, which is currently available unfurnished for 3,500 crowns or furnished for 4,400 crowns. Um, and then alternately, if you have an uns the unsparing harvest achievement, you can buy it for 250,000 gold. Um. So this one, I know I've seen a lot of complaints actually I was just talking about it in one of my other guild discords about it too. To get this achievement, uh, you have to complete the four achievements, Reaper's Harvest, which is complete the quest for the mo Witch Mother's Bargain, uh, Pumpkin Pairs Wells with Guts, Drink the Witch Mother's Brew, Plunder Skull Fanatic, which is earn 100 Plunder Skulls, and Happy Work for Hollowjack, which is collect all 14 pieces of the Hollowjack, Hollowjack motif. The issue with it, though, is the fact that the Hollowjack motif no longer drops during this event. The only way to get it is through event tickets and buying the grab bags if you don't have it already. Or join the UESP guild where we have, you know, 50 we plus have of each piece. a billion of them, yes. From previous, from previous witches festivals. That's why yeah. it's been moved out of the yeah. Plunder Skulls. Seems, because so everybody seems was to be sick what the it. problem was is there was too many of them and people were complaining about them. But for newer players being able to get them is a lot harder because I don't know if you'll be able to get them all by buying grab bags. You'll have to buy a lot of grab bags then. Yeah, but and, you'll, there's uh, only a limited number you'll be able to get during the... It's what? Going to uh, be 28? I think you could buy 28 if you spent all of your... Um, the the, the uh, Holojack stuff will be... I'm sure sure it'll be showing up in... Um, Various guild guild traders and except and... the ones that you get from the grab bag are bound on bound on pickup. Well, so any of the new it... ones you get this year aren't you can't actually get you can't sell on the store. Okay. So it's a bit <sighs> of a it's a bit of a problem. Uh, what I would have liked for them to do is to switch it to the Dramora motif instead of the Hollowjack. Just mm. change the achievement. But then. People would be complaining that they are they're newbies and they can't possibly do trials and arenas. For sure, 
Again, Even though there's... that's not exactly true because you can run normal Maelstrom at level three. In fact, it's an excellent way of, of uh, leveling from like level three to level 15 or so. Yeah, it's one of those things like, there's going to be no way to make it happy for everybody. Well, it is also a great problem to change uh, to change achievements retroactively because uh, if you change the uh, requirements for an unsparing harvest, you would uh, have to... Um, yeah. You heard of people that uh, suddenly are eligible for the achievement or people who suddenly are no longer eligible for the achievement yeah. if yeah. they have the holocheck but not the Dramora motive. Well, wait a minute. Are they going need, to take away What I would guess is they need to do like a new achievement to get it each year. Like that achievement mm. becomes a old achievement. So you've already got that. That achievement's gone and archived essentially. Maybe uh, what, what World of Warcraft does for this, I know they call them feats of strength. So basically, there are achievements that you have got that are not obtainable anymore, but you still get the points for it, and it still shows up in your library, just mm -hmm. as like a legacy achievement, and then have a new one. Just because I think having to do the grab bags, or I guess having a guild that has 8 billion of them like the USP has, it seems like a bit of a problematic way, but... Mm -hmm. Again, yeah, I, don't know. I, th I understand, I can understand why they wanted to get rid of the Holojack motif, because I think people were sick of it. Because it was like it was like that like junk drawer, that like bag of nails you have in your junk drawer that you're just like everywhere you move it, you just can't get rid of it. And you're like, why do I still have this thing? <laughs> I mean, I actually I genuinely like the holojack motif, but I don't oh, I need do any more of it. Yeah, I just have I think <laughs> so in my bank I probably have like ten different versions of it. Yeah, every character I have, including the one who's just who I just keep around for storage and is actually just called something like Barra's storage character. You know, even he's got it. Got fourteen pieces. He's le he's a level five, I think. So yeah. anyway, yeah, it's a it's a nice. The exercised Coven Cottage is a nice house. It is a nice house. Um, I think I'm probably going to pick it up this year. So it's got very small inside area because it's just supposed to be one of those little witches' cottages that you see all throughout Glenumbra. But the the actual garden area is quite quite large. So um, you you can certainly do some very interesting things with it. Yeah, I think it's a really nice one. Um, with that as well, we have the Holojack crown crates have returned. So they're the same usual price uh, for other crown crates, and they have all the different things that the Holojack had in them, kind of the, the spooky things. Is my favorite pumpkin niche back in the store? I can't see it because I already own it, but that's the uh, best pet in the entire game. If it was in the store, it would have been in this list. Believe me, I spent quite some time. Well, I mean, it, came, it was it was part of the uh, crown crates. Oh well, if it's in the crown it crates, then it'll was, be in the crown crates and be available yeah. for uh, for gems, won't it? Yeah, so that is the best pet you can get in the entire game. It's a floating Betty Netch, like a small Betty Netch with a pumpkin on its head. Like, there's no better item. So make sure you go in and get that if you have a chance. Yeah, it was a crown gem item, so it should be in there still. I think um what else is up for sale still there tron i'm just i'm sorry i'm i'm looking at the uasp to see to see how much that item would cost and i can't I see it, it in there 300 if i remember correctly 300 okay. um uh. what is it it's a netch pet eso mm. do -do, do -do -do -do. baby netch that seriously can't see it in there I can't find it anywhere. I'm looking it up right now. Hollow Jack mm. Netch. It was 300 crown gems. It's called the Hollow Jack Netch. 
I found it yeah, on but ESO I fashion. I don't think it's in the crate. I think it was separate to the crate. So it might have just been a gem-only item that wasn't. I they think, do sometimes. I think oh, it was a gem-only gem item, yes. Yeah, it was yeah. a gem exclusive. And it's not in the uh, not in the crates. It's not something they've brought back this year. Sorry about that. Anyway, so um, other things we've got. This creature, okay, it's called the Nightmare Firestalker Cup. It's a non-combat pet <laughs> available for 1,200 crowns. Now, I posted in, in the Discord prior to, to writing the show notes, I posted, yeah, what is this thing? And Sars turned around and told me, it's a pet. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for being so literal. I knew it was a pet, but it appears to be like a small lion cub or a small sench. It's definitely, you know, big cat rather than domestic cat. Um, and it's got these two long horns and then it's on fire and has like lava along its back and, and, and a bit of fire coming out of its tail. Um, it's interesting. If, if you like <laughs> it, then, then great. The whole uh, uh, series of uh, nightmare uh, mounts <laughs> and pets are all with this uh, fire lava theme. Yeah. The uh, nightmare Firestalker is just the only one with the horns. The horns seem to be, I don't know, attached from outside, maybe, because and I, I know you don't normally get cats with, with horns. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there's also Sister Galena, and the website actually is confused about how to spell this. Like, in some places it's got one N, and in some places it's got two Ns, but I suppose that doesn't matter. Sister Galena is an Ice Reach Coven witch who wants to experience other cultures. She is one of the new house guest NPCs who can be added to a player home to make it seem more alive. So she has, uh, you can speak to her. She has various lines recorded. And also you can set up a path for her to, to yeah. walk around or jump or whatever. And she costs 1,500 crowns. I think there's a lot of um, opportunities for the new house guests. I think there's a lot of fun things that they can do for them as kind oh, of like quest gosh. rewards and stuff like that. Like, I love the idea of being able to finish a quest and then like, Imagine like there was a different like character that you really attached with on like a new DLC oh, or something like that. That would be so good. Get them to right? come live with you. Imagine you could have That'd Casca come hang out in your house. <laughs> that would be the best. That'd be so great. And like she just said things like like she was like, I'll be working as like your bodyguard or something like that. Like just like and like grumbling about different things. Like I think that'd be really fun. Like maybe not have like Abner or uh Lyris or anybody like that. Well Abnathon, we remember we had the, the bust of Abnathon. Yeah, the bust, yeah. Which was the pre-recorded wit and wisdom of Abnathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, got one in the UESP Guild Hall. I love it. It's just it's just so fun. I mean I just when I got it I just stood there activating it about eight times in a row. Yeah. But I think like um, about, like there's a a number of characters. Uh the one from Craglorn, the little wood elf. What was her oh, name again? She was she'd be one that I think would yeah, she was evil, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe not Little Leaf, yeah. but she was evil, but... The problem with Little Leaf is she's dead. Yeah, but anyways, maybe you could have, like, a memory reflection of her from when you thought she was good. <laughs> Everly, uh, Everly Sharparrow from oh, no. Rothgar. I don't like her. Well, Sorry. I don't like her, but but she's very popular among, among others. Well, and she's uh, memorable. Yeah, they could have Fen in there. That would okay. If they want to fund development of the game for an entire year, sell <laughs> Fenorian as a house guest for three thousand crowns. No, ten thousand crowns. Put it in for ten thousand crowns. People would People buy will it. People will buy that. People would buy that. It it would just be the, you know, whales forget it. You know, everybody oh. would like it. 
All the good, but you'd you'd have to have a female one as well, like uh, Gwendis or, or a Deuce Darrow. I know AKB likes a Deuce Darrow. Um, ju- yeah, but they just need to add Fen, and then like they could just like we're shutting down the Crown Store. We don't need it anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> only one thing you can buy from it, and it's a, and he just makes like thirsty comments in it too. Be the dream. <laughs> Amazing. Hi. Okay. Uh, right. Max Online. Here. Hey. I'm Getting here. Back to giving what you is this actually- idea. <laughs> Getting back to what is actually available, uh, we have the furnishing pack Sinister Holojack items, which uh, I, I've been talking about every week, but that's because they actually started, they released it at the start of October. Uh, 3,500 crowns or 2,800 for ESO Plus members. And, you know, you know this one by now. It's pumpkins, scarecrows, gravestones, gross things in jars. Yep. Then we have four limited time offers which start tomorrow, October the 16th, uh, 16th, 26th. And run until the end of the Witches' Festival, which is the Floral Skull Fascinator, which is the weirdest hat. I think it might be supposed to be inspired by the Mexican Day of the Dead because it's got it's got uh, orange flowers on one side, blue flowers on the other, and it's like it looks a bit like an old lady's bath yeah. cap, and then it's got like um, a skull in the middle, like a, a a crow or a rat skull. It does look very Day of and the Dead just like, to me. Okay. I'm not sure what the purpose of this is. Um, then we've also got Warrior Poet Tattoos, Skull Face Tattoo Pack, and Warrior Poet Skull Tattoos. And uh, we know that ESO Plus members will receive a discount, but we don't know what the prices are because they're not out till tomorrow. Am I going to read all of these? Okay. Yeah, I'll just go. No, I'll, I'll take over the next part there. Uh, there's also okay. five limited time offers running from October 29th until the end of the Witches Festival. Uh, the Furnishing Pack, the Witches Covens, Black Cat, Witches which, which Coven, Black Cat, and Pumpkin Spectre Polymorph, which I think I'm going to get, are returning. Uh, ESO Plus members will get a discount on those as well. The Grim Harlequin motif is also returning. This is a Crown Store only motif. It's one of the few Crown Store only ones. Uh, that does not drop from any in-game source. So that's returning again. Um, and as well, there is a new music box, which I'll probably buy because I love every music box that they put into this game, which is called the Subterranean Sonata, will become available. And it looks fantastic, it says. I haven't actually checked it out yet, but... I don't know what this piece of music is. I'm assuming it's something from Blackreach. That would be my so... guess if it's a Subterranean yeah, Sonata. Yeah, but... I just want them to release a... I will buy a cd of just all of the music boxes like just let me listen to the, all the music boxes while i work all day that'd be great um and in public te- uh test server news the pts patch f- version 6.2.4 came out last week and it's the final pts before markarth launches on november 2nd uh there's a new event available for testing which is called the tribunal celebration which is a combination of morrowind and clockwork city celebrations which is, I think, kind of a good way to combine those together. Mm. Yeah, seems very fitting. Yeah, it just seems like it makes sense. Um, the celebration events, I'm, I, I have such mixed feelings on, because I go from like I get event overload in the game because there's so many celebration events, but then like I have my one character, like my Night Blade. Uh, stamina Nightblade character that I literally only play during the Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild events. 
That's right. the only time I ever <laughs> play them. So I was like, well, there wasn't one this year, so I didn't actually play that character. Now I'm kind of sad. Maybe I'll just play it otherwise. But then, like, that's what usually gives me the push to start playing that character again. So, like, just I like do, the idea uh... of them combining a few of these events, uh, too. Because, like, when I think about it, like, the Somerset event, they could have done the Somerset event and, like, an Elsewhere event combined together. And had it, you can choose the different locations you go to. I don't know, though. Yeah, I think, especially with uh, so many um, DLCs uh, that have come out, and chapters, of course, uh, I think combining is a good idea to uh, actually still have events in these places, but not have an event overflow where you have more events than uh, days of the year. So Yeah. Yeah, because the events were getting heavy. I was getting burnt out from them all because I was like, as soon as I stopped one event, I was like, okay, I'm going to just play the game. Nor oh, no, there's a new event. Okay, mm -hmm. get back in there and start doing this other new login routine where I log in, do something, and then log out again. And they'll be like, wait, I didn't actually play the game. Yeah, there's an <laughs> event right now, and I've barely played it. Oh, I've actually... Uh, so, Witches Festival... I've been playing ESO. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit. I've been playing yeah. loads of ESO this week, but not really the event. Witches Festival is weird for me because it's one of the few events that I get really like into like trying to grind out all the all the items from it and stuff like that. Normally on the events, I, I will give it a break and kind of like sit back and be like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do the minimum. I'll get some of the things for the first time and then drop it. Whereas like, I don't know, plunder skulls and me, I've got like an addiction to them or something. I just want all these <laughs> plunder skulls. I don't know why. I don't need them. There's nothing I need from them. I'm not going to use anything I get from them, but I just want them. Maybe you just want to place them all in your house? I can't, I can't, can't even, imagine. though. That would be great if you could. <laughs> hmm. Just dump them on the floor in front of me. Don't even open them. <laughs> hey, just, like, with, your, with your Daedric Thrones. Yeah, with my <laughs> Daedric Thrones. <laughs> One blunder skull for every throne. That would, uh, yeah... Oh, anyway Anyways, um, <laughs> hey want to know the real reason we moved to Sunday nights because now we can talk about Legends events before they're over <laughs> going on right now in the Elder Scrolls Legends is the King of the Hill Gauntlet it is going on for a little while longer where the left lane is a fountain granting ward to any creature summoned with two or less power and the right lane is King of the Hill, which grants creatures that cost five Magicka or more guard. Uh, guard to creatures that cost... I don't know why it says that. that. Is a, I'm kind of confused by that. That is a double line. That's a double line. Okay, I was like, wait, what is that extra line in there? <laughs> yeah, so we can talk about <laughs> Legends events while they're still ongoing right now. We're going to have to have lost last week to uh, talk about it so we can talk about all the things that he's not doing in Legends. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all that's really going on in Legends this week. Um, as well in Blades, there are the Hollowjack Festival has invaded Blades as well. So right now, if you log in, there's a free pumpkin decoration you can get for your town. Um, and your town is all spooky with cobwebs and decorations, which is really fun. And it's I think it's always nighttime right now when you log in, too. Uh, so it's a lot of fun with different things going on there. Other than that, there's just the normal events going on and uh, different jobs going on. Nothing too new with Blades right now. Uh, Sarthus, do you know anything? Have you been following the Call to Arms things going uh, on? Not really following it, but I've just uh, looked a bit, little bit at this. Uh, anyway, we have uh, the first uh, community scenario that is uh, up, and 
you can download it for free from yeah we'll throw the link website. in chat here from yep. Modifius we website it is uh, created by uh, the lead designer Mark Latham and uh, designed to support the new uh, adventure assets yeah I think that's really cool so like the fact that they're giving out these free community scenarios I think it's a really healthy thing for growing that community a little bit more like it's one of those things where it's, I, I would love to participate more in the Call to Arms community, but it's just it's one of those like games that I just know I'm never really going to get a chance to play, especially now because I'm locked in a basement, not playing social games. So I think it's <laughs> yeah. really awesome. I think it's awesome that they're releasing that stuff though too. So I want I haven't actually talked to anybody that has painted and owns them yet though. I know a couple of people that have ordered them, but they hadn't got them in time. But I haven't seen anybody who has actually painted them. So hopefully we'll see some of those soon. Yeah, we need to invite some of the people from the miniatures community in. Yeah, I should. TBSP. I need to join that community too to find out who's actually in there. Because that would be really helpful. Okay, well, is there anything else you guys wanted to cover? Uh, you didn't actually speak about the UESP news, did you? I did skip oh, over yes. the UESP news. Which is so funny. One of them, well, one of the pieces of news is that we're not that we're live right now on Sunday nights, um, which I definitely should have started off with. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what uh, a couple of the reasons why we wanted to move the uh, podcast. One of which is that drops are enabled right now, so we wanted our community to not. If you want, if you just watched for the streams, now you can watch for the stream and get free drops. So it's kind of a win-win there. Um, the other thing is just like, it's a little bit of an easier time to wrangle everybody. I find on a Sunday versus a Monday, uh, Monday people have to work, uh, had been working all day and trying to get like the show notes created while everybody's working is a bit of a struggle. Whereas this way I can crack the whip on Saturdays and Sundays, be like, get show notes, help add things, please do things with us. <laughs> um, which has worked out really well this week. We got a lot of stuff added in there. Um, the other really big piece of news is kind of a big piece of news personally for me, too, is that we have rebuilt from the ground up the UESP blog, which I'll link here in chat now. Um, you, We had a blog, which not many people knew about before. Um, and we, including us who barely worked on it, like if we look at some of the past posts in the past two years, it's basically us just being like, hey, we went to PAX hey, we went to PAX the year before that. Like, there really wasn't too much on there. Um, so I've basically spent the past two weeks of my life, basically every free moment that I've had, redesigning and rebuilding a new blog in WordPress so that we can actually have it up to date with new items of news. So basically, if there's any news in the Elder Scrolls community, it's going to end up there which I think is a nice place because the wiki's nice. We have that front page that we can put little things of news on, but I wanted to have a spot that we could put more information on more in-depth articles, reviews. We have like a little guide to the, um, of what's going on, the witches festival there, uh, things like that. So we'll be keeping that much more up to date. So I suggest following that and bookmarking that page so you can check back every once in a while. Um, or you can, I think you can grab it if you have an RSS reader. I don't know if I got that finished set up, but it's all there now. Um, and, and the bigger thing is if writing for a blog is something that you want some practice on, hit me up 
that's just like the wiki it's all volunteer run i'm not getting paid for running all this stuff but if it's something that you're interested in writing some guides for the elder schools online or writing news or writing some more in-depth pieces about the elder scrolls let me know and we can work something out we can get you added on there and kind of teach you the ropes on blog writing um many of you probably don't know i paid for college by being a blogger a tech blogger that's what i did all through college i was a tech blogger for the next web which was a lot of fun so i've got a lot of experience writing for blogs i would from- say the the key difference between the blog and the wiki is that the wiki has to be a fact yes whereas the blog can be opinion totally which means if you have strong opinions about something you can go and write them yeah. on the blog that's i mean place to put it within relevancy <laughs> you can't just go well, scouting yeah, off we don't stuff. want real We're, world politics or we anything still like have that editors i will still be reviewing all the posts <laughs> before they go live so <laughs> don't worry about that it's not going to be too crazy uh but yeah that's really exciting so i'm glad we had a chance to talk about that because that's been so much work for me that i'm finally got through a lot of that so i'm really happy that we got i can actually through. start making blog posts again because the exactly. old software oh. was awful so oh hard my god you use. know i'm you know, I'm in my forties. I've been I've been using the uh, computer since way before it was what you see is what you get. You know, when you had yeah. to like encode everything, even word processors, you had to encode everything when I was a kid. But oh, that blog software was beyond me. <laughs> and yeah, and again, so I'm I've really, been like, really I've been glad. working with blogs for a very long time. That blog software was painful like trying to Mm. i gave up i literally gave up because i was trying to make a post a post when the podcast first went live and i tried to add an image to it and then it just i couldn't get it to work for whatever reason it was like it would show up there and then it would show up like this tiny little thumbnail like nope that's not right add it again oh it was it was a nightmare the new one i just press a button and now a plugin takes care of all the formatting for me it's brilliant Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, speaking of things like that, why don't we start ask talking about all the things that you people have done to help us support building things like this? Okay, yeah, so I want to thank everybody who has supported the UESP in one way or another. I want to start with our Patreon subscribers with Tyler Birch, Ms. Jolly, Lotus of Doom, and Clyde, our newest Patreon members. Thank you guys for supporting the UESP. Uh, I can show you guys this some of the swag that we'll be sending out soon. I've got a early run edition of the UESP coin. I'll hold it up to the camera here and see if I can get it in focus. Mm. It's beautiful, though. This coin is amazing. It's so thick. Like, even comparing it to the... I don't have it handy here. The Greymore coin that I have. Like, this is a heavy... It's premium stuff right here. Like, you could hurt somebody with this thing. Um, Don't hurt anybody with it. if you didn't. Yeah, please don't hurt anybody with the UESP coin. (laughs) But if you needed to, you could put it in a sling and this thing would... This thing would travel. Um, What? These are the things I think about Baratron. Just like holding his Your like, brain is a little scary sometimes. Yeah, it's like a David and Goliath thing going on there. <laughs> um so I want to thank you guys. You should be hearing more about all the shipping of things going on there. 
Uh, as well, I want to thank our newest uh, Twitch subscriber who literally just subscribed while we were doing this, uh, ZaxUx1. I'm going to hope that I'm pronouncing that properly. Uh, apologize if I'm not. Thank you guys so much for subscribing. And for all of our continue uh, Twitch subscribers, I want to thank you guys as well. You guys are what keep us going and remind us that people like what we're doing, I guess. So if you don't like what you're doing, I hope you wouldn't subscribe. But the fact that you are makes me want to keep going. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Very, very much. Um, but now, why don't we pop over and talk about the different things that we've been doing this week? Yeah, I see we're getting <laughs> trolled by Shifty in chat, talking about our mind space and stuff like that. Well, the scholarly pursuit section is where we talk about the different things that we've been up to in game. And since Sarthus is with us for the first time in such a long time, why don't we start with you and you can tell us all the things that you've been up to since you have been here last. Uh, okay, um, uh, how long do we have time again? What have you done in the past year and a half? Or yeah, year and a half. What have you been up to? Uh, well, it's uh, basically a lot of Elder Scrolls Online, been making uh, some new characters. I just finished my uh, Necro Tank Ooh. Uh, yesterday, got to level 50. That's exciting. And, um, yeah, uh, the uh, last time, uh, last days I've been uh, farming for the Witches Festival, Blunder Skulls, here I come, or rather, I, here come the Blunder Skulls. And um, I'm also working on uh, some Skyrim mods. Uh, I have two currently um, close uh, to release in the pipeline. One is uh, about uh, Dwarven Ebony. So it's basically oh. some new, um, new uh, or rather uh, recolored, retextured uh, Dwarven items with uh, Ebony stats. And oh, that's... I like that. Uh, well, not just items, it's also enemies. Oh, that's fair. Items, enemies, all the stuff. Is there going to be a new spear in there? That's really all that matters to me. <laughs> uh, since there are no, or originally no spears in Skyrim, uh, sadly, there will be no ebony spears in Skyrim. Okay, well, that's the end of the show tonight, guys. Well, you'd, have to, uh, you'd have to code all the animations from yeah, scratch. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Come on, buddy. That's asking quite a lot. <laughs> And the other uh, thing I'm working on is uh, something that a bit expands on the Radiant Quest system. It makes some uh, of the uh, existing quests uh, more, uh, some uh, quests use uh, Radiant options where there were no uh, before, and uh, also puts some of the smaller locations that are in Skyrim, enables them to be uh, to be uh, taken by Radiant Quests. Awesome. What well, really And cool. of course, I've always been uh, working on my Elder Scrolls Online Imports mod, which uh, yes. brings many of the locations, items, and creatures, and other things we see in ESO to the world of Skyrim. I was going to promote that if you didn't, so I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> yes, if you've used the, if you play Skyrim, uh, there's an amazing mod for it called ESO Imports, which Sarthus has built that basically brings so much of the new things we got that were older from Elder Scrolls Online, since Elder Scrolls Online takes place in the second era, that 
into Skyrim, which is awesome. I love that's like the first uh, mod I install every time I play this. So. <laughs> The expect a new update uh, for the uh, Markarth um, awesome. DLC. That's exciting. I'll have to get into Skyrim and play again. <laughs> How about you, Baratron? What have you been up to the past little while? Since we actually have seen you last week, you don't have to do the entire year and a half. Things, so. <laughs> uh, so I ran Veteran Lair of Masterlock on Monday and streamed it, also with Sars and um, with Finn, who is actually my best friend in real life from back at yeah, so not Finn from uh, Zenimax Online. Not, 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 that, not Finn. that Finn. No, not that Finn. Different Finn. One N. One N Finn. Um, and Lyria from the Adventures League on on EU and we had a lot of fun the part where you see we, we did the first three bosses on Sunday night and then we ran out of time it got to you know bedtime for all the Europeans and uh, so the first three bosses we figured out the mechanics for so so you know the, the first boss the second boss I think well you know one or two attempts third boss was maybe four attempts because it's quite it's quite hard the fourth boss we didn't know the mechanics for and i think we were on that boss for over an hour and we can if you, if you watch the the vod back we're, we're all like screaming when we do it i'm like yes uh and then the fifth boss we we didn't you know we didn't do hard mode so so we just did it on the first attempt i was like oh was that it okay that was it that was quick so yeah that was that was that was fun um and I have been running various, you know, just random normal dungeons over on EU because I'm trying to get some skill points in my in my crafter there. My crafter's not not terribly good, you know. He's like twenty k DPS maybe, um, with bear and hunger. <laughs> I mean, he's a crafter. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be a particularly great damage dealing character, yeah. but. Unfortunately, that's how you get the skill points. Short I know, of it's true. simply buying all of them, and I've bought some, uh, bought some sky shards, but there's a limit to the amount of crowns I want to spend when I can just play the game. You know. Yeah, the only <gasps> skill lines I've bought is the Sigic quest line. I bought once because I was like, I just don't want <laughs> yeah. to do this again. I don't actually think I've done it on EU. I I did it on Oof. NA four times. Because that was before you could buy skill lines. I haven't done it on EU at all, I don't think. Anyway, um, ran Cloudrest and Sunspire with the Adventurous League over on the EU server. Also and, with me. Yeah, also with Sartre. <laughs> and Veteran Sanctum Ophidia hard mode with UESP on the PCNA server. And that was actually a new high score for the guild. Uh, Congratulations. 113,343. Not that... You know that means anything to anyone, but it was, yeah, new high school, so that was quite good. And I have been digging up so many antiquities, you would not believe it, because I've just suddenly had got really good RNG with getting leads. I I've not been farming for leads; I've just been doing content, and suddenly here's a lead. Um, I just realised I haven't gotten a lead at all during the witches' festival. I've been getting them everywhere. I've, oh, so I'm that's sorry. where they're going. I'm sorry, Pylon. It's your bad RNG. You stole my RNG. Your leads are going to him. Yeah. Uh, no, I've just been, you know, sure. going around sorry. doing other content. And here's a seat of the Snow Prince. Here's a branch of Falinesti. You get that one from uh, literally mining. Uh, you, you know, when when you've got wood lying on the ground. And I was in Grotwood, I think, and there was wood lying on the ground. And I chopped it and got the lead. I was like, oh, 
Okay then. Complete. Nice gold lead for chopping wood. Okay, guys. Uh, I've got the dwarven articulated paws, which is part of the the uh, ebon. The that ebon. was really cool. Oof. Uh, petrified snow cedar, dwarven puzzle box, lacquered wooden tone box. That one, the lacquered wooden tone box, I got from opening. Uh, you know when you go through uh, cloud rest, there's all those cupboards. Yeah, I opened yeah. a cupboard in Cloudrest and got that. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have been doing a whole load of antiquities because games just like, yeah, have leads, have leads. I'm like, okay. So you, have, you haven't um, gotten the Dwarven Wolf mount yet? No, because oh, I don't so explicitly cool. farm. It's um, so cool. I went through, after Greymore was released, I went through a stage of being very busy with things other than ESO. Yeah. So that's actually the, the pause of the first part I've got. But, you know, I, I will... I'll do these leads and I will at some point start explicitly farming, but but when I when I get around to it and you know, I've been so busy with ESO that I'm behind in Animal Crossing because like right now, okay, it's Monday morning at midnight fifty seven and I haven't even played Saturday yet. I just been time traveling all week. Oh man. <laughs> time traveling is one of those things that I probably should do in Animal Crossing that I just never do. Mm. Well I don't I don't mind when it's um you know, I don't mind when it's like to catch up on a day I've missed, but when you're trying to play three days in one day and you think, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. And I should do some Witches Festival. You know, I really should, but... I mean, you can basically... The nice thing with the Witches Festival is you can basically do anything that you would normally do in the game mm-hmm. and it'll count as part of the Witches Festival. You'll still get stuff, which is one of the reasons I really like that. Uh, this event more than other ones because a lot of the ones like even new life where it's a lot of fun but you have to do some very specific things at least with witches yeah. festival i can just run dungeons or run a trial or run adele like go kill yeah. a world boss like if i do, do anything, stuff that you'd normally do yeah exactly get... yeah, yeah that's one of the real big reasons i like that um as for me as i said i basically have worked on the blog in all my free time so i didn't play as much eso i kept being like i'm gonna work on this for an hour and then i'll go play eso for a couple hours before i go to bed and then as kids can attest to because i kept bugging him with css problems i would be like working on it to like midnight being like why won't you work like slamming my computer because i always forget because i go a few years without touching like working on like php and i always forget how much i hate it like, mm-hmm. I just hate CSS and PHP, like, trying to get it to work. And I'm like, I'll do this. This will fix it. Tap, tap, tap. Nope. Didn't work at all. Didn't do anything. Oh, it's because this element over here got... Oh, okay. And then I'm going through. Like, I'm just awful at it. I'm not a developer by trade. So my, like, knowledge of it is rudimentary at best. So I spent a while working on that. But thank you, kids, for helping me not throw myself off a bridge while dealing with that. Um... Other than that, I've been doing a lot of Witches Festival. I've been trying to grind as much as I can. Um, I've gotten now all of the different skulls, but not all in the same character. So I haven't got the achievement yet because I was annoyed. I hate that achievements are character bound, but I understand why they are. It's not that big of a complaint for me. Um, but I haven't got them all. But the only one I... Actually, no, I've got them all except for one, which is the arena one. And I'm currently on the second last arena on my other VMA run um, because I'm still I'm just still farming VMA for weapons because I'm a sadist or something. I don't know why I keep doing it. I could be doing normal, but my brain's like, I have to do veteran because it's there and I know I can do it. Like, I so should what weapon just do you want. Normal. What's that? What weapon are you, are you trying to get? I'm trying to get the Inferno staff. 
Right. That's what what I want to get for my new DPS character that I have. And like, I know I'm not a good enough player that the perfected version is going to make any difference in my like skill or ability to play. I'm not at that level of game, but because I know that it's there, I can't just, my brain's like, you can't do normal. You have to get the better one. Or you, you, you have to. And I'm like, okay, guess I'm going to grind this again. So I'll probably be grinding that again on stream on Tuesday as I, I'll finish off the last uh, arena and then we'll do that. And then we'll go do some other witchy fun stuff there. Um, other than that, yeah, I've done, I did a trial with uh, Hyper Pixies uh, Guild, which was a lot of fun. We went and did normal cloud rest to get the plunder skulls. Which is funny because right now it's more efficient to not do any of the plus bosses. Like don't do plus three because then you miss out on three plunder skulls. So if you want to grind oh. plunder skulls, don't do any of the add-ons there. Or make sure you run all the um, ads there. So other than that, though, it hasn't been too much. Just been gearing, playing ESO. But probably now's a good time. So what we want to do is go over a little bit of the story of the Witches Festival for everybody. So why don't we pop over there now and... Talk about some spooky skeleton scaries. Okay, so yes, as we're talking about the Witches Festival this week. So, Sarthus, why don't I get you started talking about the Witches Festival? Why don't we... I figured what the best thing we could do... Because I know the Witches Festival got a lot of flack early on as being like a made-up festival just for Elder Scrolls Online to be matched with Halloween and be able to sell stuff in the Crown Store. But I actually like what they've done with the lore for it and they kind of added it in. I think it's a lot of fun. So Sarthus, do you want to start us off telling us all about the lore of the Witches Festival? The Witches Festival uh, uh, first appeared in uh, the game Daggerfall, the second game of the Elder Scrolls installment. Um, and uh, in Daggerfall, there was uh, specific days. There was just one day. And on that day, there were specific holidays. And when you went into a town, and sometimes it uh, had to be also a town of a specific uh, region or... Uh, yeah. Yeah, a specific part of the country, uh, not all festivals were everywhere, uh, you would get a nice little message popping up telling you, hey, there's a new, f- uh, a new um, festival holiday. Yeah. And uh, for Witches Festival, the message were, today is the 30th of Frostfall, known throughout Tamriel as the Witches Festival, when forces of sorcery and religion clash. The major skills gets most of the business since weapons and items are evaluated for their mystic potential free of charge, and magic spell are one, uh, are one half the usual, usual price. Demonologists, conjurers, lamias, warlocks, and thaumaturgists meet in the wilderness out, outside city name, <laughs> and the creatures created or summoned there may plague Tamriel for eons. Most wise men choose not to wander this night. See, I think, first of all, I find it interesting that that it is a holiday from Daggerfall. So it's not being created, especially for ESO. It's an old holiday that they brought back. But also, when you listen to this, it's like, okay, demonologists, conjurers, warlocks, and thaumaturgists. So you've got different types of... I want to say humanoid. Yeah, and then Lamias. Of of the standard standard races. Then you've got Lamias, and you're like... (laughs) 
What? what? Where did they come from? Yeah, I thought they were very, very good. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it's like, you I know, mean, it's not like, in... uh, not like I just uh, uh, become a labia by trade. Hey, no, no, no. It's like, it's like just... what about, you know, hoppies or ogres or trouble? <laughs> no, just lamias. Lamias yeah. go to meet the demonologists, the conjurers, the warlocks, and the thaumaturgists. It's like, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> just hang out. Yeah, I you think know, I've been funny. training for years to uh, grow my tail, but it never works. I've just got, uh, still got my legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... yeah, but lamias are only female as well, so you'd have to change more than your legs. Mm. <laughs> Could just have to that further. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. What's actually interesting? It's also the same day as the summoning day for Mofala. But mm. my question is: Is it still the thirteenth of Frostfall in ESO anymore? Yes, it is. Uh, wait, it's still fall? celebrated on the thirteenth. Is that the day we started? No. <laughs> Frostfall is actually October. So. Um... Yeah. So. It's a little bit earlier than Halloween. It's clearly a Halloween inspired, even from the Daggerfall Gate days. It was clearly inspired by Halloween. Uh, but I think they've moved it slightly in ESO. But I don't think our calendar matches the in-game calendar, as far as we know. I mean, the in-game like calendar also makes no Daggerfall. sense. Not like it did in Daggerfall, no, no, because the time in ESO, I, I can never remember the exact factor. It's somewhere between four and six times faster than real time. But also at the same time, we've been doing the same year for five years. So, yeah, yeah. So, time is irrelevant. If anybody's like, whatever, it could be the 13th of Frostfall right now. For time is, time is an illusion. We'll just, that'll be our joke. Lunchtime, <laughs> doubly so. Yeah. Um, so during the event, denizens of Tamriel defy their superstitious fears. Ghosts, demons, and evil spirits are mocked and celebrated by both occult occurrences and outrageous costumes. Beggars take to the street to ask for alms, while children ask for festival treats, and people are obliged to provide them provide them it. That sounds familiar. Uh, the youth often engage in wanton vandalism as part of one of the festival's traditions. Pumpkins are iconic with the festival. They are carved uh, into hollow jack lanterns. We'll have to talk about what the hollow jack is there in a minute. Um, cook sm or smash for fun. The Undaunted practice a tradition to test the dexterity known as the autumnal ornamental gourd triple toss, where they juggle pumpkins. <laughs> uh, fest <laughs> festival themed foods are intended to look ghastly with naming schemes fit for the theme. Three examples are frosted brains, bowls of peeled eyeballs, and bewitched sugar skulls. So that's more of the I description mean, that we get from I mean, the other schools I remember online. being eight years old and going to one of those Halloween parties where, where you sit there blindfolded and the, the parent oh, of, of the child whose party it the... is passes it around and goes, and these are, these are eyeballs. And I go, ah! And of course, they're just grapes or something. <laughs> they're, they're always peeled olives. grapes. Really? Oh, they were olives. grapes for us. Oh. Anyway. I hate olives anyway, so it made it worse. <laughs> I don't like them either. Not fun. Awesome. Anyway, so I just uh, checked, and uh, apparently, given the amount of days that have passed since uh, Alice Crawls Online's launch, we currently are in the, the year uh, 609. <laughs> <laughs> and yet listen, it's somehow still listen. 582. Yeah. 582? Is that right? Yeah. He's right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so Holojack, I cannot pronounce his Daedric name. Kaluzek or something Holuzek like that. Holuzek is how I thought something it was. Like that, yeah. 
uh, is a Daedra Lord who rules over the demiplane of Detritus. Uh, he's also known as the Lord of Mortal Fears and the Fear Daedra. Now, uh, if you remember your Daedric law, we have we have the Daedric Princes, who are like the main Daedra, and then below them we have the Lesser Daedra and Far Nuit Hen, who's, who rules on um, Maelstrom Arena, is, is one of the, the Lesser. Yeah. It's not actually a Daedric Prince, a Demi-Prince has a has a demiplane whatever quite that means um and he's unique as as one of the greatest daedra he's actually a pumpkin specter derives supernatural power by feeding on the terrified whispers of <laughs> all men and mare it says so i don't know if that means that the khajiit and argonians aren't involved or if they are somehow included in men and i Mare. think I that's know. just a simplification of the um yeah yes. of the term maybe um, who are driven by fear to pray for divine intervention. Maybe, maybe Argonians only pray... Oh, they don't even pray, do they? They, they only commune with the hiss, so maybe this is all, all, a, all a ridiculous joke to, to young Argonians. I don't know. Um, so, it's in this moment of dread that Hollowjack appears, speaking softly or in whispers from a That's mouth full creepy. of long, sharp teeth in order to carry out this fear-feeding. He has long, slender and agile fingers tipped with sharp talons that can slash or puncture, but which are usually used to gently emphasise what the voice behind them is saying. Anyway, yeah. the reason why it's the 13th of Hollow of uh, sorry, the 13th Frostfall is that every year the, on this date the portals between Nern and Detritus open. So, so it such, makes sense that that's when he comes through. Yeah, Hollowjack <laughs> is closely associated with the with the Witches' Festival, and it's traditional for celebrants to masquerade as Hollowjack during the event. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a long literary tradition of personal accounts and folk tales detailing the mortal victims of Hollowjack who are driven mad with fear due to repeated visitations from the Daedra. Uh, the Sigic Order have gathered a collection of these accounts as part of their studies on Oblivion and categorize these individuals as Hollowjack's haunted. Um, <laughs> Now, if you're if you're interested, there is a law book which yep. is called Lord Hollowjack's Dread De Lord Hollowjack's Dread Realm. I'm sorry, for me that appears to be a tongue twister. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Before I tried to say it. Um, and then in Nibiday folklore, the Hollowjack has a connection to house cats. In a in the case of houses where the owner was murdered, Hollowjack is said to have sent the spirit of the owner's cat back to haunt the house and torment the killer. Assuming they had a cat, I guess. I don't know. It's a, that's a bit of a weird one there. Um, Hollow Jack bears some similarities to Jack of the Jack o the Hollow, a malevolent spirit, a malevolent spirit uh, said to haunt the hidden hollow in Rivenspire. Um, on the night of the witches' festival, Jack o the Hollow curses all curses riders all across Tamriel to ride headless throughout the night, clutching a carved pumpkin atop their mount. Never heard that so story anywhere before. That's some of the lore that we got from um, <laughs> Crown Crates. Yeah, not crown crates necessarily, but the that's crown store law. Um, which yeah, but we doesn't, got the doesn't mean it's not good law, but <laughs> that is but it where does that mean it's not from. mentioned. Also, I just else. love that they're just like, yeah, it's Sleepy Hollow, just just accept it. It's Ichabod Crane. Mm. We're we're just putting it in the game. I love those little Easter eggs like that. Uh very very cool. So, in terms of detritus as well, the, the Demi, Demi plane detritus, this is good as well, because it's supposedly a claustrophobic series of small spaces, cluttered and jammed with piles of mortals' lost and broken items. So there we go. 
Isn't that fun? Um, so one of the other things, other than just talking about the lore, which is a lot of fun, but one of the other things we wanted to cover is kind of just an explanation of the event. Because I know I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, well, how do I get this? What do I do with this? Where is this? Get. So I feel like it was good to just have a little bit of a base level for new players uh, to the game, kind of just to figure out what's going on with the Witches Festival, because it is a little bit more confusing than normal. Uh, we have different golden um, drops from that you can get. Normally in the other events, there's one golden drop that you can get per day. This time there's, what, six? Seven. Seven, yeah, six or seven. It's crazy. Seven. Seven, yes. <laughs> Just um, counted. Perfect. So we figured it'd be good to go over basically for a new player, how do you get into the uh, Witches Festival and do all the different things you want to. So, uh, Sarthas, why don't you go over how you start the Witches Festival? All right. Uh, the event is uh, for the, the quest for the event uh, has a quest starter in the Crown Store. I don't think you could actually start it in the world. But uh, in the Grand Store, there is a quest starter section, and there you can get the uh, start of the quest, the Witch Mother's Bargain, for free. Um, uh, you will then uh, summon the uh, Witch Mother Olive, and uh, she will uh, tell you to uh, gather guts, pumpkin, and essence of death. Guts can be dropped by many small animals that are uh, uh, used in the scenery of the world, such as yeah, the critters. Uh, squirrels, yeah, critters, squirrels, rats, that Rabbits. sort of things. Rabbits. All the cute little... Um, yeah, the small ones, the, the bigger ones, the ones that don't drop uh, game, or white game, or white meter, yeah. small game. All the cute little uh, critters... They All of Bambi's friends. If, if it's Bambi's friend, it might drop guts, so. <laughs> <laughs> you people are horrible. <laughs> it's not us. It's the no, witch mother who wants us. It's, it's also horrible. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can get a pumpkin from many containers uh, in the world, like crates or baskets. They have a random chance of dropping uh, provisional ingredients, which could include a pumpkin. And the Essence of Death is something unique to this quest. Uh, when you kill your next Delph boss, the Delph boss will drop the Essence of Death. So you just uh, have to go into a Delph and kill a boss there. Doesn't matter which Delph, doesn't matter which boss. Just kill something. Just have to kill There's a lot of yes. death in this event. <laughs> I wonder why. Spooky. Yeah, I wonder why there's so much death. This is weird. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, once you have these three items, you gotta return to the Witch Mother in her brewery. The brewery is located in Oridon, Glenumbra, or Stone Falls. It doesn't matter uh, which one you go, uh, uh, or which alliance you belong to, all th uh, three will work. And uh, when you turn in the quest, you will receive uh, the memento uh, Witch, Mother's, Witch Mother's Whistle. And so you get that on, it's a memento, so it goes into your collection, yeah. so you don't have to have that per character. It'll last for all of them, and it's the same as last year if you did it already. Oh, yep, correctly. So if you have already done this quest on any character, you uh, already have uh, the whistle. You can still do the quest, of course, but uh, there's no need to. 
I don't know if it was bugged, if, but when I went in to do it at the beginning, it wasn't even available for me in the Crown Store, but I, that could have uh, been a bug. There was a bug at the very start of the Witches' yeah. Festival. Several items weren't working the way they should be. Yeah, it was a bug, this <laughs> Witches' Festival, but uh, it works now. I've tested it. Awesome. And okay. uh, when you use the Witch Mother's Whistle, you will uh, summon a cauldron of Witch Mother's Brew, and at the same time, a buff will be applied to you that will double your XP gain for two hours. Yay, double and XP. That buff, that buff will refresh every time you use uh, the whistle, only during the event, of course. It also and... refreshes if you're in a group and somebody else in the group uses it. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. That's really handy. So double XP for everyone. You get XP and you get XP and you get XP. <laughs> I know the double XP right now is so key. It makes like I I need to I need to level my necromancer for whatever reason I can't get my head around the necromancer wanting to play it. I just I don't know what it is. It's not that it's a bad like class or anything like that. It's just for whatever reason I just don't want to play it. I use it all through mm -hmm. elsewhere. But mm -hmm. I need to get in there to get it to 50. It's like level like 34 mm -hmm. right now. And I'm like, there's no excuse. I've got double XP. I can pop some experience scrolls and like do it in like three hours right now. But I just got my uh, Necro tank to 50 using the uh, double XP buff. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to do it too. Yeah. And it's Witches Festival. I should level my Necromancer. It just yes. makes sense. <laughs> anyway. Um, You can also drink from the uh, witch's brew which you have summoned, which will cause you to um, change into a skeleton. A spooky, scary skeleton. Mm -hmm. um, a nice touch you is that if you're an Argoni and you, it's like you still get your tail and everything too. So Kaji too. You yeah, still you have an, uh, you have a, you are a unique skeleton if you are yeah. uh, Argoni or Kajit. And I think orcs are unique too, but I'm not sure on that. No, I'd have to look at that. I don't. I never. I don't know what an Argonian skeleton would look like different than a other one, but it makes sense. Um, and being a skeleton is not actually required, but uh, there are there is an achievement related yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah, there are achievements based on that. Um. So as well, one of the other things is so each boss, anything labeled as a boss, like you'll see in their um bar at the top there'll be a star beside their name or the beside their health bar that indicates that something is a boss there'll be one two or three stars beside them any of those will drop a plunder skull so they're the purple skulls that'll drop that just have different mats in them they've got different recipes in them just basic things i've found actually a few of the recipes from those ones um and then the first boss you kill of each category in a day um, and I'll go over those categories in a second, we'll drop a Dramora Plunder Skull uh, from of blank, depending on what the category of bosses are. And those categories are Delve Bosses, and then the next category is Public Dungeon Bosses, or Bosses from Quests, Imperial City, or Dark Fissures. Then the next category is World Bosses. Um, and then after that are the World Event Bosses, which are things like Dark Anchors, Abyssal Geysers, Dragons, or Harrow Storms. Uh, following that, we have our group dungeon bosses. After that, we've got our trial bosses, which is getting a little bit more challenging to get. And then the final uh, category is arena bosses. So each of these, you can kill the first, kill the boss once per day to drop a special gold skull. 
So note that with some of these, it's literally just the first one you kill. But with arenas, dungeons, and trials, it's the last one in the arena, dungeon, and trial. I know. I was hoping I could go in and just do arena one in Maelstrom and then be done with it. But I was like, oh, I have to go all the way. No, you have to go to the last one. (laughs) Yeah. Rumble, grumble, grumble. And I'm probably going to get like another like shield and sword or something. (laughs) But I'm not bitter. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, So yeah, so that that's different from any of the other events that we've had because normally there's just one special gold item you get per day and that has your event tickets um and things like that and as a note the first boss you kill it doesn't have to be um anything of a particular category will give you your three event tickets per day so i need to go and do that after the one chance for event tickets but uh, seven chances for the uh, gold container yeah um and then each of those um, categories will drop a different type of motif, which will get a little bit confusing there. So if you're trying to get the Dramora motif pages, uh, the you'll have to kind of tune them to the specific, specific bosses you want. So for example, uh, final arena bosses will drop bows and leg motif pages. Uh, the dark anchor um, bosses will drop uh, daggers and gloves. Uh, delves will drop staves and belts. Uh, final dungeon bosses will bo- drop helmets and maces. Public dungeons will drop shields and boots. Trials will boss trial blah 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 blah. Trial bosses will drop Dramora uh, motif swords and chests, and world bosses will drop shoulders and axes. What this means in practice is that again, uh, guild banks and guild stores are absolutely full of. Uh, 10 of the 14 motifs but bows legs swords and chests are rarer because you have to do a complete arena or a complete trial to get them yeah so those ones are the expensive ones going on the uh guild stores right now too so we'll put it we have the show notes and if you're confused about that the notes of where to find each are in the show notes but there was also an article on the Elder Scrolls Online on their page. I don't have the link for it right away. That explains all of this as well. So make sure you can check it out there. Check our show notes. You can find the different different things there. Uh, we got a lot of new cool loot. Uh, there's a Throwing Bones Memento, where if you have 10 pieces, you can craft it. I have five right now, I think. So hopefully I'll open those soon. Um, there's a Grave Dancer Weapon Style pages that you can get. Uh, Glamora Glamoral armor outfit style pages and treasure maps to their weapon style pages. Thank you. Thursday. Okay, because that I was confused about that. I was confused about why some of them were straight in the skulls and some of them I got a map. Yeah, the weapons oh. are all in the maps. The weapons are in go, the maps and the, the armor the is uh, directly it's just taken given from. directly. I don't yeah, know why, odd. but yeah, that's what really they did. Odd. Yeah. Um, you can get Hollowjack style items, which is different from the motif. Um, yeah, those are the uh, the amber. Uh, yeah. Amber marble. I, I knew what it was a moment ago. Amber marble. That's what. Amber marbles. Yes. The amber marbles. Yeah. Um, those style items for them to make them. Uh, Dramora style pages and items. Um, you can get witches festival themed recipes, um, themed furnishings and furnishing recipes, um, alchemy ingredients, uh, and then they have the new grab bags which. We talked about, a, um, I think we talked about it a little bit there, but 
the way that the hollow jack items are there, you can get them only from the grab bags, which you can buy for two event tickets. The key to remember with grab bags is buy one grab bag, open it, and then buy another one after you've learned the items. Because if you have the recipe for something you don't know sitting in your inventory and you haven't learned it, you can still open it again. But they've made the RNG work that there'll be no duplicates from the grab bags. So if you open a grab bag and it has hollowjack chests in it, and then you don't learn it yet and you get a, go buy another grab bag, it might still have the hollowjack chest in it. If you've learned it, it'll guarantee that it won't. So make sure you buy and learn everything from it one at a time when you're doing the um, grab bags if you're trying to get something specific. Something as well, just to bear in mind, is that the Grave Dancer and the Glen, Glen Moral are just styles. So you learn them on, well, you can't actually craft those. Yeah. Uh, you can They're only just use them for in the outfits. outfits. Whereas the Hollow Jack and the Dremora are actual motifs. Yes. Yes, those are a little bit different there, and they're for crafting. Um, so I just want to finish it up, we'll go over a few of our hot tips for the event. Um, one of the ones I have that I always thought is that the if you, there's a skeleton achievement for killing 100 skeletons, I think it is, during the event in a certain period of time, the best thing to do is run the Volenfell dungeon, and then at the end, there's just like this never-ending wave of skeletons that you have to fight off. And that is the best place to get that achievement. So just go in there and just start whacking away at the end. And they count towards it. So they're just never-ending spawning at you and they're pretty weak. So I highly suggest I might have to actually do that. I don't, I'm not sure if I have that achievement even on my main character. I think I so. have it on one of my characters, but not the one I wanted to have it on. <laughs> Yeah, it's so I'm going to go in and do some. Maybe I'll do some dungeons tonight. That's the other advantage. We're recording a bit earlier. It's only like 930 here. I can actually do things with my life while the game's like uploading or the podcast is uploading. I can actually go to bed at a semi-reasonable time. Oh, but you must be a skeleton, it says. When you're a skeleton, right? Is that what the achievement is? You have to be a skeleton while killing skeletons? Yeah, you have to to be a skeleton killing skeletons. And do it in both cauldron. Yeah. Um, how about you guys got any other tips to share with everybody? Um, so um actually running normal uh maelstrom is a reasonable is actually a pretty good way for solo players to get plunder skulls. Um yeah. you know, either either running normal maelstrom or also um Oh brain's gone blank. Um what does it do? Well, basically, because every time you kill a boss, you you, you get a plunder skull. Um, yeah, dark anchors as well. Dark anchors, because yeah. dark anchors are, are repeatable, but also, um, I mean, dragons, harrow storms, and just anything really that you I might be. I think might you be only get uh, plunder skulls at the end of each arena. I don't yeah, think you, do. you get them off the drops or off the bosses themselves. So, not the final boss of each round doesn't give one. It's only the if you don't get one per round, you get one per arena. One per arena. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a yeah. normal maelstrom's pretty quick to go through. I was scared of it at first because I thought maelstrom itself was really hard, but it's really just vet. That's the like, oh, you can't just stand in the fire because you'll die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normal is pretty easy to, to have to uh, look out for some things in the uh, later arenas, but uh, 
the first half is just a walk in the park and the second half is pretty uh, doable. Yeah. The other thing I'd say is, is you know, look for, look for, try to combine things. So, like, if you've got the Mages Guild quests uh, yeah. to go to a public dungeon, then go to a public dungeon, do your Mages Guild quest and get your Plunder Skull at the same time. If you've got the Fighters Guild quest to run a particular delve... No, hang on. The Fighters Guild is... Fighters Guild is Anchors. Is Anchors. Yeah. yeah. So go into your Anchors and get the, that. Uh, Undaunted. Yeah. 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 Do the... Because that's, that's always good. You know, kill, kill the same enemies and get multiple... Do multiple things at the same time. Yeah. You also can uh, do the, uh, the repeatable quests for the um, DLC delves and world bosses to uh, get both the uh, plunder skulls and farm for uh, missing motif pages from these th that drop from these quests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good tip. Um, one of the things I've been doing is there's a couple of the writs that have kind of hard ingredients. Um, I can't remember which one it is for the, the one that has dragon bones as an ingredient that you need. I think I the uh, pack leader's bone broth has yeah. a dragon bone. I don't know about you guys, but I like looked at my craft bag. I had like six of them. I'm like, uh, I don't know how many of this I'm going to run. So I've just been selling those ones or giving those ones away and doing the way easier <laughs> ones because it's so much faster to do because I'm like, I don't want to have to go and buy those and figure out where to get those. So Though it's I... worth bearing in mind that the, the writ vouchers are different. So the easy ones, you get one writ voucher, but the hard ones, you get, I think, 20. I haven't got so... any hard ones. I've only gotten two. This event, so I... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that po that's possible. I I haven't seen those, so I haven't seen. That's only good on the easy ones with uh, one voucher. So yeah, I need them. I need to buy more storage boxes. I've run out of room. <laughs> <laughs> the witches' festival themed food and drink recipes: bewitched sugar skulls. Uh, wait, is that from this one? Yeah. Yep. yep. Bewitched sugar skulls. Um, pack leaders broth. The uh two bloody mara recipes these are actually pretty valuable yeah and it's worth if you want to sell them then you've already missed the peak uh it's if you could possibly hang on to them yeah. until some time after the festival's finished and they can't when they can't be got for another year 11 months so <laughs> yeah um it's, it's a good time to sort of sell them you know maybe about january if, if you've got the storage space obviously if you haven't got the storage space don't just just use them or sell them as you as you wish. Exactly. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think those are the tips I had for people. Do you guys have any last ones you want to add in? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can always group up with people as well, and yeah. go and get some world bosses done that you haven't done. Get some achievements. Yeah, you can always pop into the UESP guild if you're looking for a guild to join. And I know I've been running a bunch of stuff. You can always message me, say, hey, do you want to run stuff? If I'm online, I'm always happy to run stuff. So never fear asking me. Well, I think that's probably a good place for us to sign off for tonight so we can get in the game and do some Witches Festival ourselves. So on behalf of Sarthus, Baratron, and myself and the rest of the staff at the UESP, we hope you guys have had a fantastic week and let us know if you enjoy our new time or if you are sad to lose your Monday night entertainment. We'll see what we can do there. Um, <laughs> you can we'll always watch it not live. You, you could. Know? You can you always can watch, watch it, it on Mondays. It's true. Uh -huh. 
Um, awesome. Well, just remind everybody to be nice to each other out there and take care of each other. We're all in this together, and we hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>